Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi everyone! Hi! We are back. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical, Identical Twins. This is episode 61. No applause for that, Carrie. <laughs> I mean, are we just going to applaud for everything? Sure. 61. <laughs> Before the applause was just for like announcing it. And know, now it's like we're so, just yeah. going to clap for everything. I think every episode after 60 is an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I think every episode after two is an achievement. <laughs> They say that most podcasts don't last yeah. a year. Yeah, actually, when we made the year mark, right? Uh, we, I felt that I, we was felt good. like that was a milestone. Yeah. yeah. So we're here, episode sixty-one. We have a great hymn for you. Mm-hmm. This comes from people who are dear friends. We absolutely love them. But before we tell you about the hymn, we want to remind you of our, our hymn talk, talk twin talk book club. Okay, now can we do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. This, I'm going to keep Carrie busy on the sound effects, but this is a Hymn Talk Twin Talk first. Oh. Our book club. We've never done this before, but Carrie, maybe it'll be like a yearly thing. Every August we do it or something. I actually think we should do it more than just once a year. Okay. <laughs> like a few times a year. But we're reading Paper Dolls mm-hmm. by Kara Hunt. We had her on the on the show for episode 59. She she talked about that hymn, How Can I Keep From Singing. It was yes. so good. Um, loved chatting with her. I mean, loved chatting with her about her faith journey and her writing journey. It was so interesting. I know. So I have about I have less than a hundred pages left, and I I'm definitely really really liking it. I think Kara is a great writer. Yes, I love the way she paints her pictures. Mm-hmm. Totally enjoying it. Um, all right, so, so many characters. So many so characters. Many characters. It, I did find it a little hard to keep track. I know, but I love that she has a cast of characters in the right, beginning. That helps. I that helps. love that. There's all the all the characters, the paper dolls, and then the others who are like connected to them in different the ways. All right, let's do a quiz then. A quiz? Like where you are in the story. Who? It's going to be a, a twin quiz. Okay. Oh, okay. Who's your favorite character? All right, my favorite character. We're on the count of three? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Mary. Mary. I know. I love that whole storyline. I would want a book just about Mary. I know. Well, we're going to hear more about Mary. Yeah. All right. Who's your least favorite character? Okay. I have one. Okay. One, two, three. Wendy. Priscilla. Oh. I mean, I can see Priscilla being the least favorite. So Wendy's one of the twins. I feel like I could never not like her. I know, but that's why I think I have very high standards for her twin. For twins. <laughs> Twins must be amazing. <laughs> All right. So let's look at the male characters. Okay. What, who's the male character that is like the most appealing to you? Not a doll. He's a guy. Uh-huh. Guys and dolls. <laughs> All right. So the guy that we think is most endearing male character. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. One, one two, two, three. three. Jack? Ethan. Mm. 
I like Jack too. I like Ethan too. But Ethan, I mean, Ethan's he like kind of amazing. Right. Anyway, it is. There's still time. We yes. are having our virtual book club on Tuesday, August second. We are going to gather online with everybody who's reading the book and the author, mm-hmm. Kara Hunt. Yep. And we really hope that you'll join us. Yeah. So we're going to make sure that there's a link to purchasing the book on Amazon. Yep. And then email us at himtalktwintalk at gmail.com. So we can send you the Zoom link right. to meet. To join us. Yep. Himtalktwintalk at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Actually, it might be like a Google Hangout. I mean, it doesn't have I to know, be right, Zoom. Right, okay. Right. But anyway, hope to see you guys on the second. You know, the people who brought us this hymn yes. today, this request. I know, this is she's, such a weird connection. So first of all, she's a huge reader. Yep. She loves to read Christian fiction. Mm-hmm. I think she likes like historical fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a huge reader. Like we said at the beginning, they're lovely, wonderful people that we just love. Yes. They've almost become like members of the family, don't right, you think? Right, they're right, like, They're people at our church. They're saints of the faith. They love the Lord, and they're both very, very musical. Yeah, they're both This musical. husband and wife, they're very musical, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had a request from them on Him Talk Twin Talk before. So this is their second time um, having a request, right. which is fine, which is fine. We're, Bring we're them sort of, to us. Yeah, we're sort of getting to the point now where if you've had one request, you can have a second. Yep. So they sent this to us back in September. Yeah, so, it was, so it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, send us your requests, but, you know, be patient. Be patient. <laughs> well, these two people are very patient. They are. They have to be the most patient they people are. I know. They are. You know who we're talking about? We're talking about... Gary and Linda. Now, fun connection, Cal. So weird. Such a weird coincidence. Yeah, kind of a fun fact. Gary and Linda are originally from Missouri. Right. Which is where our author is from. And where the book takes takes place. place. I mean... I kind of want to go to Missouri. <laughs> so Gary and Linda have moved to Boston um, to be near family. and They started coming to our church yeah. a bunch of years ago now. Yeah, we're so happy that we yep. have them in our and church. And so they requested this hymn. Have yeah. we even said it yet? No. Do you want to tell everybody what it is? Yes. The hymn is Take, Take Time, Time to, to Be, be Holy. holy. Take time to be holy, an oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as I say the words, I hear the tune the in tune. my head. Yeah. Dum, da, 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 dum, dum. Yeah. Really nice. Dum, it's dum, a great dum, one. Dum. And we have, like, kind of a hymn legend in yes. who wrote the music. Yes. So exciting, excited to be talking about these two guys, but one of them in particular. Mm-hmm. But first, we asked Gary and Linda why they chose... Take Take time time to to be be holy. So, of course, they said they loved it for many reasons. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful hymn with beautiful words Mm -hmm. reminding us to spend time with the Lord each day. And then they told us this little story of the first church they attended when they were in St. Louis. They were young. They were newly married. It was from 1969 till 1991. They stayed there a long time. And they said that the... Sunday evening services would often involve like a hymn sing where people would call out the the hymns that they wanted to hear. Right. And there was this one woman who always chose Take Time to Be Holy. Right. And so when they hear it, yes, they think about all of these instructions for your daily life, mm-hmm. but they are taken back to that church in Missouri and they think of that woman. Right. And I love how hymns do that. And they said that that woman and the church family there took them in and they loved their family 
and their children. Right. And I feel like that's what Gary and Linda have done for us and our kids. Right. They came to our church and they've loved on our families yeah. and our children. Yeah. It's this cycle of like loving people, loving their children, and then they go on and love right. people and love their right. children. And, and it goes on and on. It's your church family. And that's really what your church family should be like. Right. Yeah. And that's why with COVID and not right. being with our church family, it was so hard being with the people you love, being with the people of mm-hmm. God, worshiping God, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And take time to be holy. We're going to dive into these yeah. words. Yeah. And there's lots of things to do, you know, to get closer to God. But one of them is absolutely joining a community of faith and being involved there. And that's how Gary and Linda were. I yes. Mean, oh my they gosh. arrived, it wasn't long before they were involved in so many ministries. Mm-hmm. That's just what they do. Right. They Every year they work VBS. They were involved in the choir. They taught Sunday school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're in a small group. Yep. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. So when G- Gary and Linda come to us with a hymn that they want us to do, we say, let's do it. But we also say, please wait 10 months <laughs> for us to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. No. Now, so, that church that they were involved with doesn't even exist anymore, I Carrie. I know. It's so funny. I wonder if Kara Hunt even knows this church. Right. It's and- the Free Will Baptist Church. Okay. And it was in the area of the airport. And all the neighbors, all the houses, Gary told us the story, all the houses were actually in a lawsuit with the airport. They wanted to force the airport to buy out their homes because they're prob- I'm assuming their property yeah. value was going down. Right. I'm assuming it was really loud. I know. Who wants to live right near an airport? Right. So it was long and drawn out, and for the longest time, the church wasn't involved in the lawsuit. Right. But after years, they were considering the the future of their church, that people were going to be moving out, that people didn't want to live there. What's their church if no one's going to want to go there? And apparently, it started at like 350 people on a Sunday morning, and in the end, it was like 35 people. So they did end up joining the lawsuit. Okay. And then because the church was so small, instead of moving and building and starting new, they just merged with other churches right. in the area. Wow, so interesting. Such an interesting story. But so I feel like, could you imagine like trying to worship? And, and I don't know how close it was, but you must have heard planes overhead constantly. It was in Berkeley, Missouri, Free Will Baptist Church. All right, we have to dig into Maybe that. Maybe we'll dig into that now. We haven't even gotten to the hymn. I know. All right, so take time to be holy. We wanted to start the episode sharing the music. Instead of us singing, we wanted to give you a little clip of the musician that we're going to hear later on. His name is Dean Phelps, Mm -hmm. and he has an online music ministry. He has CDs available for purchase. You can stream his music. But what I think is so cool is that during COVID, he started making videos of hymns like one a week and it was just a way to connect to people to sing and he has not stopped it's just very simple very sweet just him and his guitar Mm -hmm. so let's listen to the first verse of take Take time Time to be Get 
Well, thank you, Dean Phelps. Mm -hmm. Sweet, simple. Yeah. And I think the tune is very pretty. Now it's yeah. in 6 8 time. Oh, this is a musical nerd moment. M&M's, always fun. And it's a compound time meter. It should. It can go fast or slow, but it should have kind of a nice, relaxing, like, lilt mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. it. If it goes really fast, it could sound like an Irish jig, but it, it's not going that fast. The tune is by a hymn writer named George Stebbins. Mm -hmm. Now, does the name George Stebbins sound yes, familiar? Yes, we've done something with okay, Stebbins. Th I think this is a hymn talk to win talk first. We just talked about George Stebbins last week. Oh, to talk about him two weeks in a row. So last week was episode 60, Lord, Lord for, for Tomorrow, tomorrow and, and Its, its needs. needs. And we talked about the music and, it, you know, beautiful, beautifully written, beautiful tune by Horatio Richmond Palmer. Mm -hmm. But we also shared some alternate tunes. And George Stebbins had one of the alternate tunes. Right. And he was the one who included a refrain just, just for, for today. today. Do you remember? Yeah. Just for today, just for today, keep me, oh God, from stain of sin, just for today. And I actually said on the episode that I preferred mm. the hymn tune that included a refrain, yeah. and that's what Stebbins did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he is like a hymn legend, yes. for sure. Let's hear about George Coles Stebbins. All right. George Coles Stebbins was born February 26, 1846, in East Carlton, New York. So George Stebbins, I mean, he is no joke, Kel. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say he was a joke. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm feeling reprimanded. <laughs> he's, he's a serious hymn writer. Okay. So I read that his number of hymns went into the thousands. Okay. But he wrote the hymn, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Love that he one. He collaborated with Fanny Crosby on a couple. He wrote, Jesus is Tenderly Calling Thee Home. Mm. He wrote, There is a Green Hill Far Away, Saved by Grace. I'm sure there are people who know these. I'm sure people do. I wonder how many Gary and Linda know. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to hear about George Stebbins on more episodes. I mean, Yay. we heard about him a little bit last week mm -hmm. with his Just for Today. And today, it's all about this one. Right. Now, he worked with all the great <clears throat> hymn people of the day. Right. He worked with Ira Sankey. He worked with Fanny Crosby. Aww. He was actually somebody who was at the Dwight Moody meetings leading the choirs. Right. Now, I found this really cool article written by a pastor in the Plymouth Brethren named Henry Allen Ironside. Mm -hmm. And he, this is actually, these are actually his words, his diary, his yeah. journal entry of a meeting that he went to. He said, I heard Moody, Stebbins, and Sankey in a, wow. in a huge revival meeting in Los Angeles. Wow. And he wrote about it. So this was in Los Angeles in 1888. He said, and this is a quote, <clears throat> the singing thrilled me, hmm. but I cannot recall the titles of any of the congregational hymns. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. I've gone to places, and I was, I'm like, oh, I love these songs, but then afterwards I don't remember any of them. I know, and I feel like he heard Sankey, he mm -hmm. heard Stebbins, he heard Moody. It's kind of oh. cool. He said that there were 8,000 people in the tent that night. Wow. So Steppens, of course, was born in New York, and then he went, like so many people did, he went to Chicago. Okay. Chicago is this Christian music, hymn writing mecca, right? All the publishing houses are there. He ends up becoming the music director at the First Baptist Church in Chicago, and then, we love when this happens, he came to... 
Boston. Boston. He is the music director at Tremont Temple right here in Boston. It's a thriving church. It's mm-hmm. still there today. Our parents just went to it. Right, right. It's not just a church that people go to. It's also kind of like a tourist attraction. Yeah. People come just to go to see Tremont Temple, and, and many of them stay and worship there. Yeah, and our parents every once in a while right. will say, we want to spend the day in Boston, and we're going to go to church there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a another cool connection with the Tremont Temple because the pastor there, this was before Stebbins got there, but one of the pastors was Adoniram Judson Gordon. Gordon. Yep. Now, if you want to hear more about A.J. Gordon, mm-hmm. he was from Massachusetts. We absolutely loved learning about him. I mean, the, our first hymn legend. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we talked about him on episode three. Three. So it was a while ago. That was so long ago. Some of you who are new listeners, you may not have gone all the way back to hear our episodes. Episode three, it was My Jesus, I Love Thee. Oh. Such a sweet hymn, and he did it. So he is at Tremont Temple, mm-hmm. and of course, at this time, he's meeting. He meets Moody. He meets Sankey. Yes. This is when he's going kind of on tour with them and traveling. I mean, I just think if you were living at this time and you were a Christian and you cared about missions, right? Mm-hmm. Then you were coming into contact with these people. It was Moody. It was Sankey, and we're going to find that the guy who wrote the words was connected too. Right. Right. So. George Stebbins ends up being the editor of the Northfield Hymnal. And, of course, this is Dwight Moody's hymnal. He was right. from Northfield. Right. Northfield, Massachusetts, actually. So the Northfield Hymnal, the it looks like the first one was in 1904. And there were many editions over the years. But he is, like, the sole editor. Wow. He had previously worked on editing and co-editing with Ira Sankey for gospel hymns. But this is just him. And there are so many hymns in the Northfield Hymnal by him. Right. I thought maybe we could share one of them. Okay. So the very first hymn in the Northfield Hymnal from 1904, edited by Stebbins, was called The Wondrous Story. I do not know this song. No. But I love the title. Of course the story of our Lord is wondrous. And this is the first Hymn. I always wonder how they decide which hymn is going to be first. Well, I think by putting a song called The Wondrous Story as your first hymn, I think that's what you're saying. Everything about this is going to be wondrous. Now remember, George wrote the music. Someone else wrote the words, yeah. just like Take Time to Be Holy. So you want to hear it? Yeah. You want to try it? All right. The Wondrous Story, the first hymn in the Northfield Hymnal, mm-hmm. tuned by George Stebbins, our yes. guy. And the words are by a hymn writer named Hattie Pearson. Right, Which we'll have to dig into her at some point. At <laughs> some point. <laughs> All right, All right this is it. The Wondrous Story. Mm. Listen to the wondrous story, old so old yet ever new, of the Lord who came from glory, came to die for me, for you. Oh, the wondrous, wondrous, wondrous story, old so old, so old, yet, yet ever, new, ever new, of the Lord who came, who came from glory, glory, came to die for me, for you, for you. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. And, and, and 
our listeners have no idea how long it took us to get that right. I mean, well, first of all, I was singing like tenor, bass, and alto. Right. I just jumped around because right. I thought it was so cute. And obviously she was messing me up. <laughs> she had a hard time with the melody. I did. I mean, the thing is, is that this is a hymn about Jesus. It's so cool. We're not going through the other verses, but definitely look them up and maybe we'll, yeah, share, we'll share them. It. But it's all about Jesus living among the hills of Galilee. Mm-hmm. He died on Calvary. I love when a hymn does that. Yeah. And I love that it bridges his birth to his death. Like he came from glory. All right. So I just want to talk about this hymnal for one more moment. Of course, it's completely edited by George Stebbins, Mm -hmm. and this is what he writes in the preface of the book. So this is an exact quote. Attention, please. In compiling Northfield Hymnal, the purpose has been to conserve many of the best hymns Mm -hmm. that have appeared in the Gospel Hymns and Sacred Songs series. Mm -hmm. So he's copying what was in Sankey's books. He's preserving the best ones. Combining therewith a large number of other pieces from well-known composers, many of which are new and appear for the first time. In addition to these, there is a very choice selection of church hymns, both new and old, from the best American and English writers. And he goes on to say, the royalty on this book goes toward the maintenance of the Northfield Seminary and the Mount Hermon Boys School. And we know that the Northfield Seminary eventually became... Moody Bible College. So, yeah, you figure this huge college that's in Chicago right now, mm-hmm. part of it was formed and started as a result of the sales of this Northfield hymnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. George is compiling this hymnal, and he's trying to keep the great hymns of the faith and make space for new writers. It's it's actually awesome what he's doing. I know. Awesome. And at a time when, you know, maybe churches didn't want the new stuff. They really wanted the old stuff. And he's like, no, the hymns are being published for the first time. And they're composers that you've never even heard of. How exciting that must have been. People would look at the hymnal and see brand new things. I mean, we don't open up a hymnal and see brand new things. No. I mean, we open up a hymnal and see old things. And see all our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is Mr. George Stebbins, the hymn writer. I am certain we're going to hear about him in later episodes. Now, he didn't write the words. So we have to get into the word writer. Okay. The The lyricist. The the author. The poet. The author. What can we call (laughs) him? He's pretty. Pretty awesome, too. Mm-hmm. All right, so our text writer, our poet, is William Dunn Longstaff. He was born on November 26, 1822, in Sunderland, England. And Sunderland is in the northwest region. And it actually would be easier to fly into Edinburgh. You t- drive about an hour and a half, and you end up in Sunderland. All right, where's our captain? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I love when great hymns of the faith mm-hmm. are written by people who would have had no way of knowing each other. Except that I do think these guys knew each yeah, other. Yeah. I do think these guys had the opportunity to meet. Right. So, and it was all because of Ira Sankey. Yeah. Well, and Dwight Moody. And Dwight Moody. So Longstaff was born into a very wealthy family. His father was a ship owner, mm-hmm. and he just had a lot of money. It says it was he was born of good means. Mm. And he became a Christian and really used his money in so many ways to help the church. And I read that he actually financed Dwight Moody's Evangelical Crusades in England and Scotland. Right. So Moody's funding had dried up after his financier had died. They really didn't know how they would continue. Mm -hmm. And then 
Longstaff pops on the scene mm-hmm. and he's able to fund the whole thing through his support. I mean, the crusade traveled through the United Kingdom and they preached to their guessing 20,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And Longstaff showed his poem, this Take Time to Be Holy yeah. poem, to Ira Sankey. And we believe that Ira Sankey showed it to George Stebbins. Mm-hmm. George Stebbins and Ira Sankey had been together. So I really feel like these men were just talking and yeah. sharing yeah. And, and collaborating. And I, I think it's wonderful that Sankey kind of bridged these two men together. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that Longstaff, his money did so many good things. The other great thing that he did was he really financed an opening of a church. in It was called the Bethesda Free Chapel. It was also in Sunderland. And it was started by this minister, this pastor named Arthur Rees. And through Arthur Rees, we're meeting Charles Spurgeon, Ira Sankey, Dwight Moody, F.B. Meyer. All of these important men of the time are mm-hmm. all meeting. And a lot of it is because of the money. Right, that, that came from Longstaff. Yeah. Right. Now, Rees is a huge fan of Sankey mm-hmm. and Moody. Mm-hmm. And actually, he's the one who came up with this quote. Right? Shall we share it? Yeah. This is a Arthur Rees quote. Attention, please. And he says this about Moody and Sankey. He says, Moody will preach the gospel. Sankey will sing the gospel. And this chapel in Sunderland is really the the location of one of the first Moody meetings. Like, this is where he went to preach. Moody preached there. Sankey preached there. Charles Spurgeon spoke there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, this is a historical place. So not only is it a historical place, but it still exists. I've gone to their website. You can can see their services. They're being live streamed. They also have all of their sermons online. And yeah, 11 a.m. on a Sunday, although... Although it's in England, so I don't know what time that is. We're so bad with time zones. What time would it be here? Like six hours... I don't know. Before. You do the math. Okay. So it's 11 a.m. in England. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the church is still thriving. Mm -hmm. And Arthur Rees, he was being like kicked out of the Church of England. He was considered a dissenter. Right. And one of the things that he was in trouble for, I mean, I think there was a whole list of things. Yeah. But one of the things that he was in trouble for was praying too much, like at the wrong times in the too service. Much. Too much he, prayer. He would he would be praying at the beginning, the middle, the right, end, and right. that's not how they did it. That was one of the things that he did. And he just became a dissenter and o- wanted to start his own church. Well, then he, it was the free chapel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this Longstaff writes the poem. Um, a lot. Of, there's a couple of different stories about what really inspired him. He heard a missionary speak. He mm. heard Moody speak. We don't really know exactly what inspired it. But one of the things that remains the same is that it is inspired from the passage in First Peter. And this is what we call hymnspiration. That's right. All right, so this is from First Peter chapter 1, verses 14 to 16. He says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So there's a lot of instructions here. You know, earlier in the chapter, it says, be fully sober, have minds that are alert. And it's almost like Longstaff took, you know, these instructions about being holy and then told us how to do it. We have we have so many things that come right from the Bible with mm-hmm. this one. So right. let's really break down each verse. Do okay. you want to read verse one? Sure. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with the Lord. 
abide in him always, and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children, help those who are weak, forgetting in nothing his blessing to what seek. What does the Bible I mean, The first say? thing I hear is that speak oft with the Lord. Right, pray. I mean, pray. And of course, we have First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give, give thanks, thanks in, in all, all circumstances. circumstances. And I love when we, he says, feed on his word. I mean, that just makes me think in the New Testament when Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's Matthew 4, 4. Jesus says that when he's being tempted. Mm-hmm. And I love this because this isn't just Longstaff giving us his instructions for living. No, of course not. He is taking it from the Bible. It's the Bible's instruction Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. living. All right, let's do verse two. Okay. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be. Thy friends in thy conduct his likeness shall see. I love this verse. I know. I feel like he was writing this for the people living in that time period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But how about for our time period with the world just rushing so fast around us and it's so hard to keep up and like we're tempted to keep up. Right. And that's what Gary and Linda said too. Yeah. They said that is perfect for our day right, right now where everything is rushing by. Longstaff saw that too in his day. And he says spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. So I really think of Jesus' words in Matthew 6. Okay. I mean, here we have Longstaff, who is wealthy, who is Mm -hmm. giving money out, who is donating things. I mean, he lived his life as a generous philanthropist. And I feel like he's reminding himself to do things in secret. Jesus Mm -hmm. said, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. Mm -hmm. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is it's doing. Great. It's great. I mean, so that your giving may be in secret. I know. He writes secret. Right. Like that verse must have meant something to him. I and, mean, you don't see the word secret. Right. And it's his life. It's. I think it's a reminder for him. Yeah. And it makes you wonder what else he did with that money that like we don't even know about, mm. right? There may have been other huge things that he was able to support mm-hmm. or finance, and you know we'll never know because it was a secret, right? Jesus's words in this Matthew six go on, you know, do not pray out in the synagogues where everyone can see you. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret again. Right. Will reward reward you. you. Yeah. That's a great passage. Mm -hmm. So Longstaff goes on in verse three. Take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide and run not before him, whatever Mm. be tied. In joy or in sorrow, still follow the Lord and looking to Jesus, still trust in his word. Mm. I mean, this actually reminds me of episode 60, Lord for Tomorrow and its needs. You know, don't run before him. Don't be getting all caught up in what's happening Mm -hmm. on another day Mm -hmm. just for today. And it's funny because I do find that these two themes are similar. Right. Lord for Tomorrow and its needs and take time to be holy. But they're completely different in nature. I mean, one is talking to God. This is not talking to God at all. It's not a prayer. It's not a prayer. And it's actually not a praise song. It's not praising God. It's really 
person to person. Right. These kinds of hymns don't appear that often. Right. Um, I love when it says, in joy or in sorrow, mm. still follow the Lord, right? So it doesn't matter if things are going well, right. and it doesn't matter if things are going terribly. You must still rely on mm -hmm. the Lord. Yep. And then he says, trust in his word. And I think of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So, of course, we're going to rely on his word. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, verse 4. Okay. Take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. Thus, led by his spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shalt be fitted for service above. And again, like we saw a lot of hymns that talk, sort of allude or talk about heaven yeah, yeah. in the final verse. Mm -hmm. You know, he talks about beneath his control. It makes me think of the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5 verses 22 to 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, mm. faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, what about that first phrase, be calm in thy soul? Mm. Be calm. Is this a message that some people need to hear today? Mm -hmm. You know, just like Lord for tomorrow and its needs, don't get caught up in the worry and the anxiety over what's to come. Be calm in your soul. Now, I have to say that the little phrase fountains of love yes. jumped out at me. Yeah. So do you think fountains of love is in the Bible? I'm going to say no. Yeah, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. I tried to dig, like, where could this come mm -hmm. from? You know, we, of course, have the hymns, several hymns that talk about fountain of blood. Right. Those, I think that's what I right. hear more. And this fountain of love, this, like, ever-flowing fountain right. that love is just pouring out. So the earliest reference I have, and I wonder, I mean, I'd like to think that it's a connection, mm -hmm. but it's a quote by Charles Spurgeon. Oh, and they were friends. And they were friends. They He heard Charles Spurgeon right. speak. So there's a famous quote by Charles Spurgeon. Oh, famous quote. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes like this. Please. If we can be to the world in our poor, feeble measure what God is to it, fountains of love, dispensaries of goodness, then we need not be afraid of the verdict even on the great day of judgment. Wow. So he's saying that we need to be fountains of love, dispensaries of goodness. What's the line exactly? Thus led by his spirit to fountains of love. Do you think dispensaries of goodness would fit there? Thus led by his spirit to dispensaries of goodness. <laughs> <laughs> So Close. he had a pick. He had a he pick, had a pick which, which one. one. Fountains of Love was better. I don't know. Is that a fun fact? I just like thinking that we should have a, a Charles Spurgeon quote. <laughs> we should have a sound for when we don't know and we're just guessing. <laughs> we should have a sound for when we just really think something's cool and we make it up. <laughs> All right. Actually, here's something. If you want to hear a little bit more about Charles Spurgeon, I mean, he wasn't a hymn writer. Right. But we ended up talking about him a lot when we talked about the hymn, How Firm a Foundation. Right. And that was episode 20. So, yeah. And I loved that episode. All right. So 
I think we're done, Kel. What do you think? What a great hymn. Thank you, Gary and Linda. We loved it. All right, we already showed you a little of Dean Phelps' rendition of the song, and we're going to show you the full one right now. And again, we're going to share all of Dean's information with you so that you can access more of his music. You can find him on social media. I actually think there's a very sweet quote about his music written by someone named Rick Garrett and he wrote if you like your music wrapped around you like a comfortable sweater that's exactly what you'll find here it's a rare treat Hmm. so enjoy Dean Phelps take Take time time to to be holy
All right, so that was beautiful. We got to hear the rest of the hymn. I know, and I actually, I just love the finger picking that he does. Yeah. I think the yeah. guitar sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. And I do think that in 6-8, this hymn can move, mm-hmm. you know, but it has such a calming, beautiful, kind of peaceful quality to it. It's literally written to remind us to slow down. And remember, it, hymns don't always work this way, but George Stebbins read the words. Right. He read the words and he wrote something that would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. And he did. And it's a really nice marriage yeah. between music and lyrics. Yeah. All right, so what's your hymn takeaway, Care? I actually love the fountain of love. <laughs> I love the fountain of love. Your fount- this we see images and and yeah. and scriptures of fountains a lot. And a lot of times it's just supposed to represent this never stopping, yes. ever flowing, yes. and like, refreshing and beautiful. But also like giver of life. Right. Like you need water to mm. survive. Yeah. You need it. So if you're not near a fountain, it's you know, at yeah. some point, you know, you will die. You need that fountain of life. And I just I bring it right to the Lord. He's our He's our the living water. Mm-hmm. But then it just makes me think of those acts of love. Right. And those acts of service. That's what Longstaff was writing about, how to be a servant. We should be the ever flowing, never ending fountain of love to the people around us. Mm. And from what we know, he lived he that. Was, he I lived know. that. Well, I love, I said it earlier, be calm in thy soul. Take time in secret. Mm. I love that image of being somewhere quiet, alone, away from the world, calming yourself down and focusing on the Lord. I mean, honestly, who does that enough in this day and age? Right. Who does that enough? And it, and I am brought to the scripture verse that I'm going to leave us with today. Okay. This is a well-known verse from Psalm 46. He says, be still and know that I am God. So it's not just about being still. It's about being still and honoring our Lord. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I hope today that that verse brings you comfort in whatever is going on in our world. Our God is exalted above all. Thank you, everybody, for listening Mm -hmm. and singing along. Mm -hmm. We hope you love Take Time to Be Holy. Thank you, Gary and Linda, for bringing the hymn to us. Thank you to Dean for sharing his music with us. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's not too late to join the Hymn Talk Twin Talk Book Book Club. Club. Hope to see you on August 2nd. Our next episode will launch in two weeks. That's Monday, July 25th. 25th. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.